Well, it's good to see you all, and can I add my welcome to Stevens? Um, if you don't know me, my name is Phil Vance. I'm the pastor here at this church. And if you've joined us this week off the back of Holiday Bible Club last week, let me just say it is so great to have you with us. We're delighted you've taken up the invitation to come along this morning, and we hope that you have a, a really good time with us. Great to have uh, the children, the boys and girls in with us as well um, for the whole service uh, this morning. Let me pray, and then I'm going to uh, tell a story, a story from the Bible that Alfie and Evan were reading out uh, to us earlier. Let's pray and ask for God's help. Heavenly Father, we pray, please, as we turn to your word, the Bible, we pray, please, would you speak to us? Would you help us to learn and to listen and to be changed by what you say to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, boys and girls and adults too, I want to tell the story of two prisoners. As I said, it's a story that Alfie and Evan read to us earlier in the service from the Bible. Now, to look at these two prisoners, uh, you would, they looked virtually the same. Uh, both of them wore prison clothing, both of them were sitting in their prison cell, looking really rather serious. Because, you see, both of these prisoners knew that today was the day. Today was the day they'd been dreading. Today was the day that they were going to be killed. You see, these prisoners were on death row. That means that a soldier would come and lead them away and they would be hung on a cross to die. So to look at them, they looked very similar. But how they got there was very different. You see, the first prisoner was a really, really bad man. He'd done awful things. He'd spent his life hating and hurting and even killing people. And my guess is that if you had met this man, you wouldn't even dare to look at him in case he might take offense and come at you. You'd be scared of him. I would be too. His name was Barabbas. But the second prisoner in the other cell was a really, really good man. He had spent his life loving and helping and healing people. And my guess is that if you'd met him, something inside you would have just wanted to run over and sit down next to him because he just radiated kindness. I wonder if any of the boys and girls can tell me who that second prisoner was. Yeah, go for it. Julianne, yeah? Jesus, that's right, that's right. I think you others were going to say the same thing. That was Jesus. The only reason he was in jail was because of the religious leaders who really didn't like him one bit. Anyway, inside this prison, it was very, very quiet. In fact, so quiet that you could hear a pin drop. As these two men each waited for the soldiers to arrive and take them away, to hang them on the cross where they'd be killed. But I want you to come with me outside the prison 
Because, you see, outside the prison, it was really, really noisy. There was a great big argument going on. Arguments can be very, very noisy, can't they? It was an argument between Pilate on the one hand. Pilate was the Roman governor. He was in charge of the place. And the crowd, who was made up mostly of the Jewish religious leaders. And they were having a great big argument about a rule. You see, back then there was a rule that one of the prisoners would get set free. Um, I don't know why they had that rule, but that was the rule that they had. One of the prisoners could be set free. Who should be set free? That's what this great big argument was about. Boys and girls, tell me, who would you set free? Yeah, go ahead. You would set, yeah, Jesus, yeah. I think many of us would want to set Jesus free. Well, that's what Pilate thought as well. He said that it should be Jesus who gets set free. He said to the crowd that Jesus hasn't done anything wrong. Um, I've asked him loads of questions. I've thought about what you have said about him, and I find that he has done nothing to deserve death. So I'm going to set Jesus free. But the crowd and the religious leaders, who do you think they said should be set free? Go for Alfie, yeah? Barabbas, that's exactly right. They said it should be Barabbas. Set Barabbas free. Now, they said this not because they liked Barabbas, but because they hated Jesus. Set Barabbas free. So Pilate said a second time, he said, no, 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 I'm going to set Jesus free. And the crowd said, no, 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 you need to set Barabbas free. And Pilate said, but, but why? What awful thing has he done? And the, and the crowd just said, crucify him, crucify him. Crucify means hang him on the cross that he might die. And as you know, in the end, it was the crowd who got their way. And it was decided that Jesus would be killed and Barabbas would be set free. Now, come with me back again inside the prison. And I want you to imagine Barabbas um, in his prison cell that afternoon. He doesn't know what's gone on outside the prison. He doesn't know about this argument and what's been decided. He's just waiting in his cell to be taken, to be killed. Sitting in his cell, thinking and waiting. Three hours to go. He begins to imagine the pain of the nails going through his wrists. He, he thinks about the, the awful feeling of running out of breath as he's going to be hung on the cross. He's scared stiff. There's two hours to go then. Now it's one hour to go. And now it's time. There's a bang on his door. It's the soldier. Get your stuff. He's shaking. This is it. This is it. This is the time. This is the moment he'd been dreading. You're getting set free. He thinks, what? He says, you're getting set free. Get your stuff. Well, I imagine that utter relief and joy doesn't even begin to describe how Barabbas must have felt. Um, he had hated and hurt and even killed people. 
He deserved to die on the cross. And yet here he was being set free. And my guess is that from that moment on, every breath must have been to Barabbas like liquid gold. You know, imagine that the following day, someone shouts something mean at him, and the food that he eats, it doesn't taste very nice. Someone else steals his wallet. But you can't wipe the smile off his face. Because here is a man who knows that he should have been hanging on the, on the cross. And yet, he's walking free. Why? Because Jesus had been chosen to die on the cross instead. And boys and girls and adults too... You see, the Bible teaches us that we are like Barabbas. Um, Many of you have been at the Holiday Bible Club this past week, and there we've seen how God is good and great. He's our maker who loves us and who gives us so many good things, life and breath and friendship and fun and good things. And we've seen how, with one hand, we, we take all of God's good gifts But with the other hand, it's as if we push God himself away. And we say to God one way or the other, I don't want you to be my king. I want to be king of my life. I want to do what I want to do. And so even though we may never have killed anyone like Barabbas did, as we've seen this past week, all of us are sinners. And therefore, the Bible says that because of this, like Barabbas, All of us are on death row. That is, all of us deserve to face God's punishment for our sin. Now, Rebecca and Josh are going to come up um, and help me to just show you this. So thanks, Josh and Rebecca. You see, because of our, Rebecca is representing us, Josh is representing Jesus. Because of our sin, it's like we're handcuffed. We deserve to face God's punishment. But the really good news is that Jesus offers to take our place. And if we accept his rescue, if we accept his rescue, then Jesus takes our place for us And we can walk free. Guys, thank you. He'll be all right. (laughs) If we accept his rescue, Jesus dies for us, and we can walk free. And so the question that Jesus is asking us today, each of us today, is this question. Will you let me take your place? Will you let me die 
instead of you? That's the question that Jesus is asking each one of us. How do we let Jesus take our place? Well, it's very, very simple. All we need to do is to ask him. All we need to do is to say to Jesus, Jesus, you know, like Barabbas, I've done wrong, and I deserve your punishment. Will you take my place so that I can walk free and live the rest of my life for you? And if you were to pray that prayer, even today, Jesus would gladly swap places with you, and the handcuffs would come off you, and the door of the prison cell would be opened, and you could walk free, forgiven and accepted by God, part of his family. And if you've done that already, that is wonderful, because it means that you are free I imagined earlier how Barabbas must have felt to walk free. I wonder any of the boys and girls can remind me, how do you think he would have felt that day to walk free? Go for it, Evan, yeah. Overjoyed, what a brilliant word, absolutely. He would have felt overjoyed. Well, how much more reason do we have to be overjoyed, to be thankful because of Jesus, our hero, who took our place. Let's pray and ask and thank God for Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for his extraordinary love for each and every one of us. We thank you that he would go to the cross in our place so that if we trust in him, we can be forgiven that we can avoid and be set free and avoid your punishment that we deserve so that we might live lives for him in freedom. Thank you for this wonderful truth, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.